Hello, and welcome to episode 155 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Butler. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're here. We missed you. And I'm not on my own in missing you. I'm joined today with Phil Fariska. Welcome back, everybody. And Mel Kavanaugh. Howdy ho. I should not answer to that. You shouldn't. (laughs) No, you should refuse. I'm sorry. It's Melissa Kavanaugh. She hates being called Mel. And joining us on his return, it's been a a little sabbatical here, is Jeremy Razook. How are you doing, Jeremy? What's up, y'all? Wow, it's very southern. That's very southern indeed. Where did you grow up, Jeremy? Did you grow up in the south? I should know that. Um, no, more west. More west. Yeah, Oklahoma. Okay. So did you pick west, up the yells recently? I guess it just kind of happens. I thought I would come into this hot and just do something a little different. Well, it certainly worked. <laughs> it was a talking point. Yeah. It'll, it'll be commented on, I'm sure, by the It the, created the, the content, the so there you go. That's what it's all about. Always yeah. about creating content. Well, we're glad you're back, Jeremy. Hope you're doing well. We've missed you on the show. Thank You're you. here today in, in lieu of, of Pete. It m- might be an upgrade, but you've got to bring the dad jokes because that's Pete's usual role. He's, he's the comedy oh. relief. So. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure at all. So today we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, something I've been spending a ton of time on recently. And one of the reasons why we have not been pushing out so many shows is mobile app technology. Um, again... Full disclosure, like we did a couple weeks ago when we talked about CRM, I do want to preface this with this is not a PSA. We do have, Fuel does have a mobile app product that is doing gangbusters right now for a lot of properties. I'm getting a lot of requests for it. But this is more knowledge and informational for you that are maybe considering mobile app technology, some of the things you should be considering, some of the features you should be looking at. And if you're not someone that's considering mobile app technology for your property right now, then maybe we can convince you there's something you should look at. Uh, because there's a lot of compelling reasons, 10 in fact, that you should be having a mobile app right now. So This is totally not a shameless plug at all. Well, you know, we're going to do it in the Fueligan style, right? We're going to be above board. We're going to be open and honest. We have a product. If you want it, you can buy it, but you don't have to use it. And these are, you know, I think if you look at the 154 previous episodes we've done of the show, I, I think there's value that that goes beyond just what fuel can offer you you know it's it's we genuinely want the hospitality industry to do things the right way and i am 100 percent convinced that having a mobile app for your property now more than ever to, to quote <laughs> everyone on the internet right now is 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 very critical so let's talk about yeah, let's was, talk about some I of the pitfalls joking. and the challenges that's that's this jeremy's is... job I'm sorry you're not allowed to joke not acceptable. All right. All right. I'll be we, straight we to the point. Jeremy, you're on joke duty. Got it. We're waiting, Jeremy. Tell us a joke. <laughs> Tell me a joke, funny man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find something that it, I'll steal a joke from somewhere. I don't know. I can Google it. I think I think there's some jokes on Google if you look. Oh, I'm sure. All right. So Pete's not here. We're not going to do a newsaroo. It's all his fault. No one wanted to sing the jingle. Um, but we do have another jingle-related segment of the show, and that is Stat of the Week. 
It's the start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. I'll be honest. As much as I love your voice, Melissa, I do prefer the beat boots. Well, we can differ opinions on that. That's fine. Wow. So you prefer your own voice than the beat boots. Is that what you're saying? This is one of the rare occasions that I would actually rather hear my own voice. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't happen often. Wow. That's very egocentric of you, Melissa. I know. I'm, I'm that kind of person. What can I say? False. <laughs> yeah. You're the least egocentric person I know for sure. Hey, but Apparently false statement right there. You don't have an ego. <laughs> no. She's dead inside. You don't remember this from previous episodes? I, I am dead inside. That's correct. Exactly. But one <laughs> thing you are great at, other than emotions, is stats. So do you have a stat for us? I do have a stat. And it is that people spent 90% of their mobile time using apps in 2019. Yeah. So think about that, right? And not only are they spending 90% of their time on mobile devices in apps versus other you know, browsers or whatever on, on an app, but they're also spending more time on apps today than any other media. It's over to, In 2019, it also overtook uh, TV in terms of consumed media. So not only are people using their phone, but they're using apps in phone. And if you think about all the things you do on your phone, whether it's banking, whether it's social media... Most of it is done now on app. It's not done on the browser. And there's very few things I actually go to the browser to do now. And so this is a trend and an opportunity, I think, for the hospitality industry to take advantage of. And, uh, you know, before we kind of jump into the why you should have an app, I think this teases up perfectly for a little segment I'd like to call Mythbusters. Does Does anyone want to jingle that one? No, because I think that's a copyright infringement already, but we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) We could just insert their theme tune here and then get totally blocked. But no, I thought I came up with that that term all on my own. Has someone already taken it? My bad. That's a show. I know, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I'm a nerd. I've watched plenty of episodes of Mythbusters. I want to be on that show. They do some really cool stuff. Yeah, they look like they have a lot of fun. Yeah, but not yeah. as much fun as us. <laughs> or our listeners. So let's jump into some myth busting, shall we? So there's a lot of lot of speculation, a lot of uh, rumination about apps out there. And I hear a lot of things. I do a lot of demos, especially these days. And I hear the same comments again and again and again. And they're just patently false. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because if enough people say things, people start to believe it. But... Let's, let's deal with facts instead of fiction, shall we? So let's go through some of these common myths that we deal with on the map, uh, on the mobile app front. Starting with number... Number one, 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 one. People don't want to download a mobile app. False. 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 It's not true. False. Yeah. It's easier I, than ever to get an app. I mean, seriously, how hard is it just... Download an app. Everybody does it every day, probably, because that's how we live now. Just do it. Right. Think, think about this, right? On a, on a modern phone, say you've got an iPhone X or 11 or whatever, you've got the face recognition going on. If it's a free app, say you're a hotel and you, you put a link in your confirmation email or your pre-arrival email to an app. Someone clicks that, it automatically opens the app store with that pre-populated 
all they have to do is click download and look at their phone. <laughs> it doesn't get much easier than that. Right. That that is as frictionless as possible. And and so for people that say a, a web mobile website is more frictionless. All right, let, let's compare. So I have to go to my web browser or click on a link and, and then type in the URLs. Right? It is the worst typing. And then, and then it's the worst. It is, right? Typing anything on a mobile device sucks. But then when I want to go back to it, I have to go back to my web browser and type it in again if I didn't keep it open, right? Or if I didn't open something else that, that overrode it in that browser tab. So I hate I, I using the web on my phone. I hate it. I do too. And, and jumping between tabs and all that stuff, it's, it's not fun. So I would, I would propose to you, sir and ma'am and sir, that an app is actually less friction than a mobile web browser. And as Stat of the Week said, it's actually the way people prefer to use their phone. 90% of the time spent on a phone is in an app, not in a browser. So I think we've, I think we've busted that myth. What do you guys think? Busted. Busted. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number two. Mobile apps only work if you are part of a large chain. False. False. Yeah. False. We hear this all the time that, you know, if I'm a Hilton or Marriott, it makes sense because people are going to download that app and stay at multiple properties. Well, guess what? We have a lot of independent hotels using our app because that's who we serve. And guess what? Their apps are phenomenal. We have one group of independent hotels that in 2019, they have 10 properties in 2019, they booked over $500,000 in new revenue through the app. People in general are downloading the app at tremendous rates. Go ahead, Melissa, jump in. Oh, wait, there's more. There's more because that was in the good old days. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the bad new days Mm. in COVID. (laughs) We still have clients in the first week of June, one week in June, I see one client with $14,000. I see another client with $24,000 booked through their apps in one yeah. week during COVID. This is true. And and these these are independent hotels. These are not chains. They are one-off properties. So, You know we, what that we, says to me? That says that they had this app. Prior to making a booking. So that means they probably got it last year while they were at the property. These are likely return guests. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. We, we have a report that goes out here every week that lists all the apps that we, we have on our product and shows us how many check-ins, check-outs, and how much revenue was generated on each. And those numbers are staggering. Not, not only are people generate a ton of revenue, but people are really using the apps. They're, they're, and these are all independent. So I would say, for the only flags, myth, I would say we've busted that one. Busted. Too. busted. You say that's busted? Busted. All right. Let's go to a number three, shall we? Three, 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 three. Guests would prefer to use a kiosk. Oh. False. You False. know the only people that are saying this? The only people that are saying the kiosk this. makers are the, are the kiosk makers and PMS companies that have a kiosk. These are the only and hotels people. that already have the kiosk in the lobby. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you an anecdote first, or well, not an anecdote, but I'm going to talk through a scenario first, and then I'll let Melissa 
put an exclamation point on that by talking about data, right? But think about this, right? So if we're looking at this this new bad world of post-COVID where people are fearful of being next to each other in, in crowds, in touching things, then the logic of saying, well, I don't want people to come to the front desk and interact with a, uh, a, a person, a staff member that's controlled, that's wearing a mask, that is going through protocols to sanitize themselves and barely interacts or touches anything that you're touching versus someone has to go and stand in line with other guests the same they would at the front desk and then touch a screen that is touched by other guests. Like there's, there's no upside benefit to that at all. You're, you're not gaining any kind of safety or security. In fact, it's more dangerous in terms of what you're being exposed to on a touchscreen kiosk than going to the front desk. You're still standing in lines. You're still doing all those things. So there's no upside. But but more importantly than that, Melissa, what do guests actually want? Or, or in this case, what do they not want? Well, we asked in our own consumer sentiment study, which is linked to from the show notes and also talked about in last episode's podcast, that we we asked them to rank how they would prefer to check in. And kiosks were dead last. Out of the five choices consumers were given, kiosks were dead last. Like not even close to nobody wants to check in via kiosk. Nobody. And you know what was number one for people under 40? So for millennials and younger? A mobile number, app. The number one choice was a mobile app. For po- folks over 40, believe it or not, was still the front desk. But close Easily. second was a mobile app. So mobile apps beat kiosks every day and even on a Tuesday. So You know what? I thought about this uh, a little a little more and... You know, the only the only time I remember checking in to anything on a kiosk was in the airport, and those are a pain and they're gross. And once I downloaded the airlines app on my phone and used that, I realized how much easier that was. I never want to go back to that silly kiosk again. Exactly, I'm the exact same way. It's not hospitable at all, is it? It's very sterile. It's 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 the anti-hospitality. All right, so I'd say we busted that one too. We're three for three guys. Let's see if we can get the fourth one, can we? Mobile apps are expensive to develop. False. False. I would say if you want to do it yourself, it's probably not cheap, right? It it's but I would I would compare it to a booking engine how many hotels independent hotels especially go out and build their own booking engine today or even small chains right you shouldn't be developing software when it's software that you could benefit from economies of scale if it's is it software that someone else builds for you and licenses to you then they can build something infinitely more feature rich more robust update it and you're only paying a fraction of the cost that you would yourself so in our case, our mobile app technology starts at $250 a month. That's it. $250 a month gets you the contactless check-in functionality within a mobile app. So you don't have to go spend an arm and a leg developing mobile app technology. Whether that's with us or with someone else that has an app, it doesn't matter. You just you should not be building it yourself, just like you don't build your own booking engine. So For many, many hotels out there, that's basically the cost of a room night for a guest. And... You should be able to to handle two hundred fifty dollars a month to help your your operations, make your guests happy, all the stuff we're about to get into. But 
uh, it's really not that expensive at all. Yeah, and keep in mind, you know, one, you're, you're, it's sufficient. So you may be saving some time at the front desk, especially right now when you maybe don't have full staff. That, that's going to help you. And two, how many more guests are going to be likely to book with you if you give them the reassurance that they can do some kind of contactless check-in process or contact-reduced check-in process? So it's going to save you money. It's going to make you more money. And it doesn't even cost a lot in the front, front side. And we'll talk about some features and benefits in a sec that really show why there's an ROI to that too. So... Yeah, I'd say we're four for four with the myths, guys. I would agree. Busted. So, so with that busted. said, why haven't mobile apps taken off with independent hotels? It seems like a no-brainer, right? That is an excellent question, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, and we've talked about this on the show before, all the way back to, I want to say it was episode three. So that we're going back like three or four years ago now. We had a should my hotel have a mobile app discussion. This was this is a problem that existed then and still exists today, which is hotels tend to be siloed between departments. In the, and the app is a technology that kind of weirdly falls between jurisdictions. So it's technology. So IT usually you have to get their mitts on it somehow. Um, which isn't really a problem because they usually are just getting it working and then they're out of the picture. But then it's part marketing, it's part you know guest communication and promotion and things like that. But it's also part operations because it's dealing with the guests, you know, actual behavior as they get to property in the check-in process and stuff like that. So anecdotally, what we've noticed is we've done, installed a ton of apps or a ton of properties and worked with a lot of properties and, and learned how to educate them is you got to find someone on property that's going to take ownership of it. And it really doesn't matter whether that's someone on the marketing team or the operational team, but whoever it is has to have influence on both. They have to be able to communicate effectively between operations and marketing. Otherwise, it's not going to be effective. Marketing is going to be responsible for maximizing the profitability of the app and also getting the, the downloads, promoting it to people to download. And then operations has to train the staff to make sure that they understand the process of a guest that goes through an online check-in or tries to check out or, or order something through an app. So it, it's new, right? So that's part of it. It's new and people don't know where it, where it fits. But the other is because it's it's up until recently been deemed non-essential. You know, my hotel's operated for X number of years without this and I don't really need it. Well, I think that's changed. I think COVID has changed that. Um, and accelerated, you know, one of the things I've noticed about COVID is not necessarily necessarily transformative all the time, but it, it is an accelerant of trends that were already heading in a direction. And I really believe that mobile technology adoption is going to be one of those trends that it's going to accelerate. It would have happened inevitably, but I think the fact that people are looking for contactless or reduced contact check-in processes means that people will adopt um, mobile technology and I, I can tell you from our own experience you know we've had this mobile app platform for over three years now and we've had it installed and it works really well and the folks that have it love it but when we try to sell it to other people back in January and February it was like blank stares back at us it's like <laughs> I don't need this we you know we weren't getting many leads coming in for mobile app technology and now today fast forward post-covid we are getting you know several several people every day reaching out to us we're not having to go look for this you know i've done three demos myself today because we're all having to do demos of the, the product right so it it's uh 
it's crazy bananas time. So I think people are beginning to adopt it. And I think if you don't, your competition will, and then you're going to be at a disadvantage moving forward. Well, I think, Stuart, uh, back to your original point of we don't know, you know which part of the house this falls under, um, whether it be operations or marketing. Um, I, I feel like the mobile app, is it's obviously something that you need. It can also be something that ties those parts of the house together. And we've talked mm-hmm. for, I mean, this is episode 155, so we probably said it at least 154 times <laughs> that you, you know the, the parts of your house should not be separated. They should not be siloed. Your operations need to talk to your marketing. And if it takes getting a mobile app in the picture to break down those silos, I mean, this may be that step in the right direction for you. Yeah, it could be that catalyst. And I I think especially right now, there's a huge opportunity for hotels that have struggled with the silos to break down those barriers because this new new world we live in and new rules that we're dealing with means that you don't have expertise in your domain anymore. No one has 100% clarity on what to do. So revenue managers are having to talk to marketing folks in you know, marketing folks are having to talk to sales folks and everyone's having to learn from each other because we're seeing things we've never seen before. We're dealing with situations we've never dealt with before. And the playbook we had yesterday doesn't work for today's consumer. So I think you're right. We we need to all head towards a unified operation. This this app can be a part of it, but also the current situation is a real reason to to push that hard right now within your organization as well. I think with, you know, unfortunately with all the furloughs and layoffs that people are doing things that they've never had to do before that aren't quote unquote their job. So again, it's another, it's not under the greatest circumstances, but I think it's good for everybody to learn what the other part of the company is doing. Yeah. We've heard of, we've heard of a, a lot of marketing people stepping into operations, cleaning rooms, doing things they've never done. Um, the mobile app would be one thing, you know, if they're comfortable with the marketing side of the app, they can easily jump right into the operations side of a mobile app. Uh, it, it's, it's helpful all around. Yeah. Yeah. No question. So if there's someone else in your organization, if you're one of, you know, fortunate to still have a job and other people around you still have jobs and you don't know what they do on a daily basis, you don't know what their role is or what purpose they serve within the organization, go have that conversation. Go go up to them and just learn about what it is they do because they might be able to offer you some insight into your job that makes you be able to do it better, makes you, gives you the ability to serve the guests just a little bit better. So go have those conversations. So one one of the questions we get moving on a lot is if I get a mobile app, how do I get guests to download it? And I will say from ad data, it's it's it takes some effort, but if you put the effort in, you get a lot of responses. I mean, we we have properties that literally are getting three hundred plus downloads per week, and and of the downloads, over fifty percent of those people are actually using it to, to for mobile check in. So. We know it's possible. And again, these are independent hotels. So don't sit there listening and say that that's not going to be us. But it really does take what I would consider to be a full court press to promote the app. And and one of the things we do with our clients is we really help them develop a strategy to get maximum penetration and downloads for the app. So, Melissa, you want to talk through some of the just a 
few other things that we do to help make sure that they're getting downloads? Sure. We're going to kind of go from top to bottom. So at the sort of the top of the funnel, you should definitely have a page on your website dedicated to the app that tells people that, hey, we've got this pretty awesome thing. Go download it. Then you've got a reservation call center. So when people are on the phone with a reservationist, that person can tell them to go download the app. We've got um, confirmation of the booking. So after you know on that thank you page that gives you all that information, tell people, here's our app, go download it. Then once they make that booking, hopefully they're getting a confirmation email. And if you're, they're not, you're in trouble. Uh, and you definitely want to promote it there. And then all the emails up until that person comes to your property. So any pre-arrival messages and, and a dedicated pre-arrival message just for the app. You could do a pre-arrival SMS message if you have that capability. And then once they're on site, you want to have signage once you get there that again hey download the app the front desk should be talking about it it should be in the welcome packet and then after they stay you still want to promote it so in all the post stay messaging it should be there too just it should be everywhere so it be all of the present <laughs> did you just say omnipresent i did oh, did you goodness. throw up in your mouth a little bit a little bit it wasn't omnichannel it's not quite the same Okay. Yeah, all the marketing efforts you're already doing, just add that mobile app aspect to it, and you're going to get plenty of downloads. So yeah. like Melissa mentioned, all of the email that you send pre-arrival, the thank you page for the booking, you know, even during the stay, that like that on-property signage, a, 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 car, a tent card in the room on the table that says download the app for, for anything that you need. All of those things are going to promote downloads. You will get nearly everyone who stays with you to download your app. Yeah, people are screaming at you right now, saying we're not putting tent cards in the rooms because of um, COVID. But yeah, <laughs> once once this is we're past this for sure. I I think that you know that's one of the conversations I have a lot with folks that are doing the app. They're like, well, we're trying to get them to download it before, and we're not having success, and then we don't feel like it's worth it once they've already checked in. I'm like, no. You know, one of the one of the ways you can really get a lot of downloads is training your staff to inform guests of the value proposition. So all of these, right, you've got to say why is it valuable for someone to download it. But especially when it's someone standing there in person, if a reservationist says, hey, if you download the app, well, you can get 10, maybe offer an incentive. You can get 10% discount at the bar or, or your food and beverage outlets or something like that. That is a great motivator. And if you do it right there at the front desk, you can also say, um, we'll, you know, we'll send you special offers throughout your stay and the, and the reservationist or the front desk person can actually help the person through the process of installing it. Um, and you can do it again, really frictionlessly. You can have a QR code right there that they scan. It goes to the app. And again, someone just clicks download and looks at their phone in most cases today. And now they have the app. Well, think about it this way. If you're, if you're, if you're one of those, if you're one of those properties right now that has a lot of business coming in, uh, people have been cooped up, and you may have lines at your front desk on Friday afternoon. Um, just a simple sign right there that says you can skip this line. Just download our app and check in that way. Yeah, uh, check the, in like from your car. Don't expose yeah. yourself to corona. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, all those type of things. I mean, it's to get people to download your app is not as hard as you believe it may be. No. And I, I'm going to 
go with a, I don't have any data to back this up. Maybe you guys do, but I'm going to go with a gut instinct that says, unless you tell them to download your app, they're not going to go searching for an app for your hotel to True. download. In, in some people will believe it or not, but it, it's not the vast majority for sure. Well, you know, look, we, look what even even someone like a you know fast food restaurants. You drive through a, a Chick Fil A drive through, and they have three or four signs on your way through that says, hey, "If you had the app, you could just be you could have your food already." Right. You know, like things like that. Yeah, it's just, I think of this as the long game, right? Just because you you miss that the opportunity to get them check in through the app, there's there's opportunities to upsell them, cross sell them. Get them to come back and book later on through the app. So this is this is a long-term strategy, and especially now as we're going towards this cookie-less world or third-party cookies are not really working anymore, not going to be able to attract people. Having the ability to communicate with someone directly through an app, having the data that you can collect through an app, is going to be a point of differentiation that's going to separate good hotels from great hotels. So. With that said, let's jump into some of the benefits that exist from having a mobile app. Hopefully, hopefully we've dispelled some of the concerns and the typical roadblocks that people automatically throw up, these kind of gut reactions that, that we've already kind of talked through. I will be completely honest. When we started building a mobile app product about three years ago, I thought we were crazy. I thought we should put our resources into our booking engine technology and our CRM technology and the stuff that we were already selling really well. I felt like the app was was the, not the direction we should go in. And, and I was kind of outvoted by senior management, but I'm glad I was in hindsight. I was wrong in hindsight. In the data that we've collected shows how effective mobile app technology is. So I, I'm someone that has been converted completely from being against apps to today 100% believe that if a hotel doesn't have an app, they're losing a lot of massive opportunity. So let's talk about some of the specific, um, for independent hotels, some of the specific advantages to having a mobile app. Let's. But first, everybody realized that Stuart admitted he was wrong for the first time in history. Ever. All right, so, but now I'm right. But, but now yeah, I'm right. you're right now, of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think number number one, the best advantage is for independent hotels specifically is differentiation from your competition. We're telling everyone to get a mobile app, especially for independent hotels, but many many aren't. Um, and if you are one of the the few independent hotels that have an app. That sets you aside from your competition and for all of the reasons we just mentioned of why you need one. Definitely. So so think about the levers and the motivators right now for guests in this COVID world that we live in, right? It used to be that we knew that price, location, amenities was and the quality of the product were, were some of the biggest levers, right? These are the things that matter to people and the motivators for them choosing your product. There's a new one today, and that is safety. And so if you have a mobile app and can give the option to the people that want it to have a, a, a check-in process that's a little more streamlined, that right there differentiates you. That might be the difference between someone picking you and someone picking someone that doesn't offer that kind of option. So when we talk about differentiation, it could be the difference between you getting a booking or not, or it could be the difference between you being able to charge $50 a night or $150 a night. 
So the, the differentiation to me is really about are people willing to pay to get that difference? And in this case, health and safety is a big motivator. So that would be number one. All right. Moving on to number two. Compete with the big brands. I would say that, yes, big brands have a lot of big bucks, but as an independent hotelier, you're more nimble. You have less red tape to cut through, and you can you can act more quickly with your app. You can do more stuff with it that you want to do. Yeah. And right now, I was on Lauren Gray's show earlier today, and he was talking about how he's got some clients that are brands and you know, the reality is that they're hurting as much as anyone else. They've laid off a lot of people. They don't have staff that are typically doing some of the servicing of their uh, franchises that they normally would. So he's got clients where he logs into the back end to make changes to their website. And there's a big warning that says you could submit requests, but we don't have anyone filling these requests right now unless it's an emergency. So these the, the big brands are really um, going to be slow and they're going to be very generic in their approach to everything moving forward because they have to do things in a way that um, works for all of their, their properties. You as an independent hotel with an app can communicate faster. You can respond faster. You can do a lot of things that the, the flags can't. But just saying you have an app puts you in the same category as these flags. You know, you can't, you won't lose people that say, I only want to stay at hotels where I can use a digital key or I only want to stay at hotels where I can check in with my phone and not go to the front desk. Now you have that same technology that they do and you can compete directly with the, with the brands on their own terms. Right. Another advantage is reducing check-in lines and check-in time. And considering where we are now as far as safety and cleanliness, this is pretty big. Um, alleviating those crowds and high-volume areas and direct contact between guests as well as staff is going to be huge. Now, the guests don't want to stand in a line. Your staff doesn't want to have to interact with more people than they have to. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. And, and you may be understaffed right now, right? So that saving a couple of minutes, three, four, five minutes per guest that would be checking in typically because, I mean, we've all seen that, right? We've all been sitting there waiting to check in and the person in front of us is filling out their registration card and then it gets to the bit where they have to put in their license plate number and then they have to go back outside and check their car and then come back in or they have to call someone that's in the car to look, you know, it's a kerfuffle. It, that check-in process can take five, 10 minutes easily. And if you can shrink that down to zero or to under a minute for every guest, think how much time that saves you, how much money that saves you, how much more time you can spend making sure the guest is having a great experience. And then they're looking for their coupons and writing a paper check. No, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. And for whatever reason, everyone else takes longer to, in, when they're in front of you than, than they would otherwise, right? I feel like everything I do takes like two or three minutes in, in once I get to the front desk. But everyone in front of me is going to have the weird exceptions that makes them take longer. All right. Number four, 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 four. So we kind of just mentioned this, but less staff guest physical contact. So being able to just check in, bypass that line, walk to your room, you don't have to actually deal with somebody. And the digital key aspect, you know, it's sent right to your phone. You can unlock the room. You, you really don't have to interact 
with the front desk. Yeah. Or, or if you do, it's, it's dramatically reduced, right? So say, say someone does a pre-check-in. They don't even go all the way through check-in, but they fill out their registration card on their, their app. Then, then they're not standing there picking up a pen, handing it back to you, handing over a piece of paper and handing it back to you. Is or that handing their ID over. Right. But even if they, you know, even if you still want to see ID, I think you can hold that up, right? They don't, the, the staff member doesn't necessarily have to touch it. If you want to take a credit card at the front desk, most people have the, the pen readers now, so they, the guest puts the the um, card in the reader and types in the pin. There's nothing physically transmitted from the guest to the staff member or the staff member to the guest. And I think that's um, great. Unless it's a key. And in that case, you hand over a key with a disinfecting wipe or something, you know? Um, so I think there's, there's some things are going to be, it's about risk mitigation, risk reduction. And I think the app is one way to do that. Here we go. Number five, more opportunities to communicate one-to-one with the guests. Now we're going to get to this a little bit in a minute, but there's so many things you can do with the app while either they're on property or before they get to the property. And even after they've left your property that you can't get that anywhere else. You were literally talking to them as if they were standing in front of you and you could have nearly a communication with them. And you're talking, you're talking to segments of people that is legit one to one. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, uh, this group of certain demographic like you would with your typical marketing messaging. It is this person who did this action in the past. You know their name. You know, you you can talk to them specifically. Yeah, and and I think more importantly than that is is it's in real time, right? Because you could technically go to the extent of sending them an email because you might, you know, sure. that's, that's an individual person. But you know, you don't know when they're checking their email, especially when they're on vacation. You might be sending it to their work email and they're not even looking at it. So with the mobile app, you know that that message is going via push notification to the device that they have on them during their entire stay. So for me, it's You've got real-time, one-to-one communication with every guest while they're on property. And, and the power of that alone more than pays for this because now you can you can nudge them in directions you want. You can convince them to do things that they maybe otherwise wouldn't do. So that, that's and, and really powerful. The real-time messaging. Somebody has just checked in. You know within five to ten minutes they're in their room. You send them that quiz, quick message. is everything okay with your room? Is there anything we can get you right now that they would have noticed right away? You're, you're mitigating any, any, you know, future bad review that, that could possibly come by something being off for that particular guest. Yep. All right. Number More incremental revenue through upsells and cross sales. So kind of taking what Phil said, as far as segmenting, I mean, we could, you could segment based on, actions that have been taken in the past and create special offers. I mean, who doesn't like a good offer that would, you know, come through an app like that? Yeah. And and think about the touch points too. If you've got an app and someone's going through the check-in process on an app, you've got a perfect time right then to upsell someone with a room upgrade. And and that is getting into what we consider second wallet, right? So they've already spent the money from their first wallet when they bought the vacation. But now, 
they're looking at this spend as discretionary. They're on vacation. If they can spend another 50 bucks or 100 bucks right now to go from an ocean view to an ocean front, they're a lot more likely to do that now than they were when they were doing the initial booking. So using the app to strategically place the right messaging for room upgrades or add-on services during that um, that process is really uh, a good opportunity to drive new revenue that you wouldn't otherwise have. Or, or hey, we realized that you brought two kids on vacation with you. Would you like to go to a two-room suite rather than your one room with two double beds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. I will give you a million dollars for that. Or, or I mean, even you know, cross sells in, in the sense of would you would you like to book an appointment at the spa? Um, you know, something oh, along oh, those. Oh, oh, you're getting to number seven. Let's do number seven, 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 oh, seven, seven, oh, seven, 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 seven. more on property amenity utilization. There you go. So continue oh. your previous statement. So yeah, if you want to book other amenities such as spa or potentially, you know, golf packages or, you know, poolside cabanas, things that you offer on your property, that that's your cross sell opportunity. Very easy. It's consent be sent to a message directly to the guest. They can click it. It's upgraded. They have their thing. No, no contact needed. It's very easy. Everybody's happy. The, the guest is happy. The hotel makes more money. No brainer. Once again. Yeah, and, and I think where this is important too, even if you're not actually selling, you can convince people that to go somewhere, right? So maybe it's that you know that on Tuesdays that the bar is usually dead from 4 to 6 p.m., you know, on, on, on normal times. Maybe you can convince more people to go there through a simple message that just says, it goes out at 2 p.m. every Tuesday to all in-house guests and says, happy hour at the bar from 4 to 6 and show this message and get, an appetizer free or so you know you can you can inform people through that one-to-one real-time communication we're just talking about of things that are going on and it doesn't have to be an amenity it could be an event that's going on you might have kids club activities during the summer letting people know that they're going on in real time through their mobile phone you could never say hey in an hour we're going to do the duck race in the pool uh, via email, right? It, it would just wouldn't get adopted. But if you push that out as a push notification to your guests, you're going to get a lot more people participating in that. And it may not drive direct revenue, but what it's going to do is it's going to enhance the experience of the guest and lead to greater guest satisfaction. So driving people on property. It doesn't always have to be a discount either. Um, you don't have to give that discount at the bar simply saying, right. you know, it's happy hour, we have live music, whatever it is. Right, it's education. That, that it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. just a quick message, and you know, might might trigger something. That someone, oh, well, hey, let's go down there. All right, number eight. Oh, it's my number. Better guest initiated communication. This is so important. If a if a guest has an issue with anything in their room or having an issue with their stay and they're able to contact the front desk via the app or whoever it's going to that you know they need more towels or there's whatever they're having a problem with the plumbing whatever the case might be you're heading off a negative review if you can alleviate that problem quickly efficiently and make a client happy it's so much better to do that than have an unhappy customer leaving a negative review for sure. All right, number nine, 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 nine. Increased guest satisfaction because 
basically every advantage we just listed. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that should have been Valid. 10. That should have been the, the, the summary of all of the above, for sure. All right, number 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, More guest data collection. Yeah. This is the beauty with the app, right? You can collect first-party data. You can collect um, personal identifiable information. You can see each individual guest, what they're doing, what resonates with them, what messages they're clicking on, what content they're looking at. Um, the beauty of that, the, the value of that is something that I think without the app, you just it, you're, you have a huge gap, especially on guest behavior while they're on property. You know, what, what are people looking at? What times of day are they looking at it? If you can glean that information through the app utilization, you can then readjust your programs, you can readjust your communication, readjust everything you do. Just well, it goes back to breaking down the silo. You gather that information that helps your operations. You can transfer that over to your marketing team, and it absolutely helps your marketing team. I mean, more data is better, always. Yeah. So if we did 10, but let's do a bonus, shall we? Because we like to give a bonus. So all of that together, the increased satisfaction, the increased revenue, all of these things, increased engagement, it re, re, it finally results in increased loyalty and more direct bookings. And this is, this is one of the things that I didn't realize was really going to take off. We already touched on the fact that we, we've seen properties, independent properties generating tremendous revenue through bookings through the app. Do you think really think about the fact that if someone's booking through your app, they're coming to that, they're opening their phone, they literally click on your branded icon, and then they use your booking engine. They have not been exposed to Google, they have not been exposed to the OTAs, to your competition, to anyone else. They're in your ecosystem. They're more likely to book with you every time. And because it's an app and they're logged in, and you probably already have their credit card information on file, you just reduced a whole lot of friction for them. So that next time they want to book a vacation. They're, they're slightly more likely to want to do it through you because they had a great time and it's easy to do. People are lazy. People are going to do what's convenient in an app on their phone where they're constantly getting branded every time they see your icon and you're staying top of mind. That leads to loyalty and more direct bookings. So I think that's a that's a pretty pretty compelling list myself. I agree. Alrighty, so let's really quickly run through some of the features. If you're looking for an app, whether again, whether it's the Fuel app or not, these are some of the features that you should be looking at to be able to maximize all the things that we just talked about. Right. So number one, 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 one yeah. is contactless or reduced contact check-in. So again, I don't think it's realistic for every guest to want to go completely contactless. And when you think about the fact that you get a lot of questions at check-in. And we saw from our own data that a lot of people, especially over 40s, still want to check in at the front desk. That's why I say reduced contact check-in. What you can do is use a mobile app to do the heavy lifting of registration cards and gathering information and approving policies and, and maybe providing payment information and maybe even ID verification, which we do in our app too. But it doesn't necessarily have to the need to go to the front desk in its entirety. That's entirely an operational decision, but it's one each property should make, but the app should be flexible to be able to handle it either way. And then, hopefully, you also have a digital key if your hotel is set up 
with rooms that are capable of unlocking via mobile app. Yeah, which which I personally think, you know, digital key technology is great, but right now, I don't think it's essential. I don't think, and our own data says this, right? When we ask people, do they want to check in via a mobile app? Over 80% of people said yes. When we asked if they want to use a mobile key through their mobile app, they only about 60-something percent of people said. So it's, it's definitely not something that is as demanded by your guest. It is a nicety. I don't think it's an essential thing because I think you can handle key distribution very simply by handing over a, a, a plastic key with a, a, a wipe, some kind of um, disinfecting wipe. So mm-hmm. I, I think it should be an option because there are certain categories of guests, especially the the business traveler that doesn't want to deal with people and stays your property multiple times that are going to want a digital key. They're not traveling right now. So I think if, if you are kind of trying to figure out mobile technology, don't focus on the digital key side of it. Although that's something you should be working towards, focus on the contactless or the reduced contact check-in piece. Digital keys can be really expensive to implement. You might have to replace all your hardware. You might have to spend a ton on licensing fees with the lock manufacturer. So don't let that be a roadblock. If you if you have the choice of having an app um, or not, then choose an app, regardless of whether it has a digital key. But it is a nice add-on if you can get it. All right. Sure. Number three. Flexible content management system. I want to put a caveat in here because I oh, haven't. Oh, had- yes. <laughs> here it is. Melissa caveat. Because you know what your mobile app shouldn't do? It shouldn't just frame in your website. That's not <laughs> the purpose of an app. It should serve the purpose of being much more user-friendly than hopefully you do have a good mobile, you know, experience on your website. But to load up your app just to see your website, I I would disagree with that. There should be specific content in your app. Right, based on where the guest is in the journey and what they're trying to accomplish for sure. And, And I think that's, you know, one of the criticisms I have of some of the other app products on the market is they're very cookie cutter they have like two or three features and that's what you get you know with that with that product it's it's very flexible you can build it out you can build any content you want in there you can change the look and feel and the fonts and colors and stuff like that so i think having flexibility to make sure the app looks and feels like your brand is a critical feature and then followed up from there i would also say related to the content is you need real-time updates so you need to be able to manage the content via some kind of back-end CMS and then publish them in real time without the guest having to go and download an updated version of the app. Because, you know, we talked talked earlier about agility in, in the need for speed right now in terms of communication and things like that. The app is the perfect way to do it. So don't rely on having to request changes to the to the person that made the app and then have to rely on the guest to update the app just have a product where there's a cms where you can change it real time and then the updates go out in real time and what we've seen recently would be number five the booking engine getting those repeat guests to come back and book directly through the app having that booking engine directly on your app is a huge source of revenue direct to you you don't have to worry about otas and people will use it from what we've seen yeah if you don't have a booking engine feature within your mobile app, you're probably losing 30% of the value, potential value of the app. 
I mean, it's it's that important at this point to, to have that feature for all the reasons we've already talked about. Including right. room upgrades and additional services promotions because you'll also need push notifications. How about that? <laughs> you just went through like three and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going through this list. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so room upgrades and additional services. Obviously, if you're going to invest in a new product like an app, you, you want an ROI. You want to show that it's not just an expense on your balance sheet, but it actually is a generator of revenue. And so room upgrades, additional services, late checkouts, extended stays, all go into that re new revenue, newfound revenue, along with the booking engine, for sure. Um, so then the feature you just mentioned, too, push notifications. One of the other key pillars of the value proposition of the app beyond the revenue generation we just talked about beyond the check-in stuff that we just talked about is the ability to communicate so push notifications to individual guests is an essential feature on any app that you look to invest in and then we've got guest initiated requests which we've already talked about how important that is yeah so you know whether you use a zingle or some other product already Tying that into the app so the guests can use the app to come in and initiate a request for more towels or, or log a complaint or log some kind of maintenance request. That needs to be a feature in the app that you guys deploy. And somebody on your property needs to be responsible 24-7 for guest-initiated requests. Let's just say that right now. These things are so important. You know, Just having the ability to do it is not enough. Somebody needs to be able to fulfill all of these at all times. Valid point. And then the final one, and the, the one that we see get the most play, the most found money, we already kind of touched on it, but that is the late checkout and extended stay promotions. If you do nothing else with your app than just the day before checkout, try to ask every guest if they want to extend their stay or, or check out later. Obviously, you want to do that in a way that's checking the PMS to make sure that room is available. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you can get into some logistical challenges. But assuming the room's available, which can be automated through, through through the app, offering that is just a way to find money that you didn't have before. And so that is our top 10 list of features that you should have in the app that you're going to go find now. So I encourage you to go to Google, go find hotel mobile apps, take a look, compare them. Um, hopefully, Fuels app will be one of the ones that you'll, you'll look at in that consideration set. But not every product that we produce is right for every every property, and we, we fully respect that. So just you know, give us a shout, info at fueltravel.com, if you want to learn more about the app or apps in general. And we'll be glad to help you out. So there's, there's the episode, guys. It was a little more self-serving, but at the end of the day, I really am passionate whether – no one listening to this uses the Fuel app or not. I don't really care as long as more properties go out there and get apps because it's going to improve the industry as a whole. We're going to help the guests, and that's why we do this show, to help the guests and, I'll, I'll and help the industry. Say I'll say this. I'm never one usually to toot our own horn, but being so involved in these sentiment studies that we've been doing since all of this started and just seeing how important it is that people themselves are saying they have safety at the top of their list of things 
that they they need to feel safe about going to a hotel if they're ever going to book a hotel again they need to feel safe so this at this point in time this is critical to people's safety yeah and it's critical to your bottom line <laughs> nice funny what else is it critical to jeremy i have to go along with what melissa said and just guess safety as well as um streamlining your operations as well i mean it's like like we mentioned earlier, I mean, you may be understaffed at the moment. So, I mean, any way to help the staff that you do have is going to be essential. Yeah. So it's essential. It's critical for your staff, for your guests, and for your bottom line. I think that's that's true. Good job, guys. So we don't have any bee updates. Do we have any dog updates? My dog is very doggy. <laughs> Mine are too, Melissa. My office now smells like dog. I noticed today when I walked in this morning. Does like, that mean Oof. you need to bathe your dog more? No, she's shedding so badly that the fur is just everywhere, and I think the fur is getting stinky. So mm. it's a you problem. You should vacuum more. Let me tell you, there's not enough vacuums in the world to get all this fur. It's 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 it's, it's a furry situation. <laughs> it's getting hairy over there. It's getting hairier every day in here. I well, don't know whose is worse, hers or mine, but they're both pretty bad. Well, can I just say that when I asked for a dog update and you said she's doggy, that's probably the worst update in the history of the show that we've ever received. That'd be like sorry, Pete doing bee news and saying, "Hey, bees are bees." That's the bee news update. Yeah. It would be pretty my, my my hounds howl. Okay. <laughs> Your hands oh, yeah. So, so, Phil, are you brewing any new beer right now? No, I'm waiting till we move, which is not soon enough, but likely first week of August, I'm out of here into a mm-hmm. big brand new kitchen that is perfect for brewing. And, and can I share the news, your wonderful news with the Fueligan Nation out there listening? If they hung on this long, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Phil is expecting his first baby in uh, November. So we're going to have a brand new baby fuel again. Yeah. Little, little baby be, girl fuel again. Which is going to be amazing. It's going to be the first ever thoroughbred fuel again too. Because people listening wouldn't know this, but Phil's um, partner is Alyssa, who also works at, here at Fuel. So they're having a true thoroughbred fuel baby which is really exciting and they're obviously going to call it fuel that that's going to be the name <laughs> that will not be her name but we'll find okay. something fun did you say her do we know it's a her we do know it's a her i didn't know that that is brand yeah. new breaking news that is awesome. yes i am outnumbered i yeah. have enough, a little of this coming so if you guys know her well, i'm cool. in we can't wait to You're meet in trouble fuel, fuel for risca in the in the next few months, it's gonna be amazing. Yes. So maybe we're gonna have baby news for the next next few months. I don't know. You don't want that. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Jeremy, thank you for being on the show again. If someone wants to find you on the interwebs somewhere, where can they do that? Find me on Twitter at Jeremy Razuk. And Phil, if they want to find you talking about your baby, where can they do that? <laughs> You won't find me talking about it on Twitter, but you can find me on Twitter at P-F-O-R-I-S-K-A. P-F-O-R-I-S-K-A. And if they want to find you and your doggy dog, where can they do that, Melissa? 
I am on Twitter at M.A. Kavanaugh, M-A-K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. Wow, that was a tough one today. Or I am also on LinkedIn. Thank you. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Stuart Butler. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. Again, if you want to learn more about the Fuel Mobile app, fueltravel.com is the place to do that. Click on software. You'll find the mobile app product there. Or you can just email us info at fueltravel.com. We'll be glad to give you a demo. Uh, if you have any ideas for future topics or questions you'd like us to tackle on the show, again, info at Fuel Travel. And if you want to get the notes to today's show, fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 155. And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I was going to say, if you told me you didn't record that, I was going to lose my mind uh, we gotta redo the whole thing <laughs> <laughs>